a drink. Done. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. As always, hope you've had a fantastic week. As always, hope you managed to check out some fucking new music. As always, we will get into things a bit later on. But first of all, fucking chaos this week in the Perth CBD uh, because of a fucking uh, bunch of horny ass fucking teenagers or some shit. So. Whole bunch of uh, of Perth was kind of shut down because of an event this week that was only expected to have a couple of hundred people show up. Thousands descended on um, some poor fucking clothing store or some shit in the in the city, in a city, right there in the pedestrian malls and all that sort of crap. But uh, some uh, I don't know, some TikTok slut or fucking Instagram hoe or I don't know what the fuck. It is. I'm coming out hot with this one. Um, uh, a, a chick named Anna Paul, who, as far as I can tell, is just a 23-year-old brunette with pretty fucking huge tits, um, who has over 5 million TikTok followers because that's all the people that are too poor to sign up for her OnlyFans. Um, and, you know, whatever. Uh, but anyway, she was, she's got some clothing line or some bullshit, I don't know, whatever fucking... She was there. She just happened... She was not happened to be there, but she was, you know doing an appearance there that was scheduled for three hours long, a little meet and greet or some nonsense. Um, and it just got stormed by a bunch of fucking horny, I don't even want to call them teenagers, you know, they're probably a little bit older than that because uh, a 23-year-old is pretty much a teenager these days. They fucking act like it. So they descended on this place and just fucking just, the security had to shut it down. So it was planned for three hours, ended up getting shut down after 20 minutes. Um, due to hormones, I guess, or whatever. So, uh, this chick out of Paul, I've never heard of her before. I'm not on TikTok. I have no fucking idea about that shit. Uh, I don't really want to. Um, I did try to check her out on OnlyFans. I don't have any OnlyFans accounts or anything like that. I'm a happily married man. Why the fuck would I? But I did sort of try to see what she was offering on OnlyFans without subscribing. And, you know, you can tell straight away from the fucking... The intro pick, it's her with her tits out, right? So it's obviously porn. And since when were people, like, open about going to see a porn star? You know what I mean? Like, that's something that's normally a little bit secret, hidden, a little bit uh, a little bit of shame involved with it. Uh, but not for these fucking kids. They're out there with their phones. It's like, holy fuck, I met, th- met this chick that fucking gets her tits out for money. So I don't know. I don't know what other content she has on TikTok. Um, you know, five million fucking followers. It's got to be something good apart from just being attractive. But I don't know. If she had any other talents, she probably wouldn't have an OnlyFans. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't really know what, what happened there. But anyway, the whole fucking CBD got shut down because of all these fucking horny teens just rushing out. And storming the gates trying to get a pick with uh, Anna Paul, her name is. And I don't really want to promote it on this podcast because whatever. I mean, she's a good looking girl with fucking massive cans. What's not to love? 
don't fucking know. Jesus Christ. I'm getting such an old man. While this shit's going on in fucking the city center and people are getting all fucking, you know, excited about meeting a potential porn star or, you know, getting a little selfie with her or some shit like that. Fucking, I'm doing old man retired bullshit. Fucking, I was out sail racing this weekend. Guys, we fucking came second this week. It's amazing. We finished off the winter season coming second on our final race, which is amazing for a fucking 15-ton boat that we have. By far the biggest in the fleet, as I've said before. All this sort of stuff. Very impressive, but we're going to fucking get handicapped like shit coming into the fucking summer series. But whatever. It was fucking fun out there on Sunday, guys. Ah, man. How disconnected I am from the fucking youth of today is ridiculous but i'm kind of happy about it uh yeah because i don't really need to catch up with fucking anna paul the, the day i get tiktok is the day i start fucking you know trying to dress like the youth and fucking you know just being a creepy old motherfucker i'm not willing to do that yet guys not willing to do it but if it would help my career maybe Fuck, who knows? I do have to keep somewhat in touch with this shit if it's any good or whatever. But anyway, that's us. We talked about it, didn't we? Wasn't that enough? Was that enough for me to just address the Anna Paul in Perth fucking thing? It's it's insane to me to think that it, it, it got so crazy here in Perth. Where like a week before she was in uh, Sydney and like a couple hundred people showed up, didn't really care. Right? It's just because Perth is so fucking boring that... The dimmest of stars are blinding to us, right? So she's not even a celebrity. Well, I don't know. Fucking, what do you call a celebrity these days? Like, is it, do you have to be in movies? Do you have to have, like, fucking hit albums worldwide or whatever? Or do you have to have a fucking bunch of million people in some weird-ass subculture of porn? Um, and you're also a celebrity. Because if that's the case, porn stars are the biggest celebrities on the planet. They've definitely got the most views, right? So I don't really know. Anyway, good on her. Good on her, Anna Paul, for fucking doing whatever she's doing and fucking taking all these uh, cunts' money. Do it. Keep doing it. And obviously TikTok's going to pay you some shit for those people that can't afford your only fans for fucking 10 bucks a month or whatever the fuck that they charge for it. I think it was about 10 bucks a month. That's insane. That's like the price of a fucking Paramount Plus subscription. Some people are out there willing to pay as much as a studio can offer you, like a fucking massive studio like Paramount, right? It has all these intellectual properties. It will give you access to, you know, a million hours of different shows from his, like fucking everything, right? But to some people, 10 bucks a month is better spent um, on a 23-year-old's tits. All right, cool. It's the the Wild West out there, guys. Fucking make money however you can, right? To some people, it's worth it. Fuck yeah. But it wasn't even the only fucking bullshit that's going on in this uh, nice, I'm not going to say great, a nice little country of ours in Australia. Um, I don't even know where to start with this one. So if you're an Australian, you've probably obviously kept up with what's been going on recently as far as this proposed Indigenous Voice to Parliament Act that's going through and they're getting consultation on and all that sort of stuff. So uh, as far as I can tell, this is a fucking uh, racist idea. This is bullshit. 
It doesn't make any sense to me, uh, but it gets even fucking worse. Uh, so bear with me, guys. So the idea is that there's been a big disconnect between the fucking wants of Australians and the uh, wants and needs of Indigenous Australians, because for some reason they're completely different. I don't know why. Um, we're all just trying to fucking, you know, eat a pile of dicks out here and fucking make, make do, but... They have particular plights and all that sort of stuff, and that's understandable, whatever. We don't want to address the other elephants in the room, nor do I on this podcast, because it's a little bit bigger than um, I've allotted myself as far as time goes, and, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not really ready to fucking to go there yet, but either way, Indigenous Australia has its particular problems, apparently completely separate from everyone else, right? And... For a while, yeah, our constitution was set up in a little bit of a fucked up way, whatever. We've kind of settled all those things. I don't think there's anything completely like racist as far as institutionally racist goes in our constitution anymore. It's kind of been adjusted. Our constitution was fucking not really about rights and shit anyway, right? We don't have a Bill of Rights here in Australia. Spoiler alert, none of us have fucking rights. They all come from fucking uh, Magna Carta or old school bullshit, right? Anyway, let me have a drag of this cigarette. Our government has decided um, that the best way to combat things that are sort of maybe not equal in race and stuff like that with the indigenous population and um, the rest of Australia, I guess, um, is not to go ahead and, you know, take away things that separate things by race, but instead to institutionalize a racist fucking thing that is called the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. It's a whole little separate sector thing that they're trying to create where Indigenous people and Indigenous leaders um, can sort of have their sort of uh, recommendations influence parliament and stuff like that. And guess what? Normal parliament doesn't have any race criteria to be part of it. Huh? Right? You can be of any fucking race, gender, creed, whatever. Maybe not creed. I mean, if you're fucking an ally to the Nazis, maybe not. Um, but, oh, well, well you, you'll be allowed to run, but you probably won't get that many votes. Oh, who knows? It depends where you fucking campaign. But either way, there is no fucking actual legislation saying you have to be of a certain race in order to be part of it. But now, this indigenous one, guess what? You've got to be, uh, got to be indigenous to be part of it, whether you're qualified or not. Just that's the qualification. So we're combating racism by setting up an actual racist institution that uh, discriminates on fucking race, right? Okay. So that, <laughs> that's already one big can of worms of fucking bullshit that's going on because, you know, everyone's just trying to be nice uh, whatever, but they end up being more racist than they would be otherwise. But for some fucking reason, our new prime minister, um, this anal beadsy guy, um, well, I think we forgot his fucking first name, Albanese. He looks like his name should be like a Kevin or, or something like that. I don't know. I can't even remember his fucking first name. Andrew. Is it Andrew? Albanese? No, that's a superhero name. That's an alliterated first name. He's no superhero. Well, either way, fucking most people would fucking know who I'm talking about. Our Prime Minister. 
he's all in on this fucking indigenous voice to parliament bullshit. And uh, he decided to get a black dude to consult his government on this sort of issue. And the black dude he chose was not Australian, not indigenous Australian, um, but black, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. So Shaquille O'Neal's here in Australia, and all of a sudden our Australian parliament's like, fuck, come and help us with these uh, relations with our minority groups because you know so much about that stuff because you're kind of the same shade. That's it. That's it. So <laughs> they've doubled down their racism. They've gone like the super racist um, but sort of out of compassion thing by setting this thing up to start off with, but then just sort of admitting straight away that uh, we, we don't know. Like um, he's close enough. He's close enough to an indigenous Australian to be able to offer commentary to our government about it, right? Um, so thankfully, Shaquille O'Neal did not do uh, any like press releases or any fucking answering of questions to try and um, comment on our situation because I think he just thought this, what the fuck are you guys doing? I, I'm pretty sure he was confused as well. Why the hell would they want him to comment on that sort of shit? Well, I'll tell you why we wanted him to comment on it. Because he's close enough, according to our government. As long as you've got like a little bit of a darker shade of skin, hey, you've got to be able to relate to our indigenous Australians, right? Hey? You've got it. I mean, uh, let's not list the uh, issues that are facing our indigenous population. But they're not the same they're fucking not the same, right? But apparently a fucking nine foot tall guy, multi-multi-millionaire fucking athlete, just because he's got that little skin tone, he's got something to offer. He's obviously going to help a little bit because he's one of them, apparently. According to the anal beadsy government, that's the case, right? Fucking hell. It's insane. Australia has no fucking clue, right? Like, everyone's up in arms in America how fucking Trump won an election. Like, literally any celebrity from America, if they were able to run for government here in Australia, they would fucking win hands down. Hands down. If Shaq ran for, for PM of Australia, he'd fucking win. I'd vote for him. Shaq's a cool guy. Fucking Big Diesel. Love that dude. He seems like he's got a fucking heart of gold. Uh, more so than um, any other politician I've really seen in Australia or whatever. But I uh, don't even know what the fuck happened there. So apparently Shaq is going to be the expert to provide some information to our government to figure out how to go forward with this indigenous voice to parliament, which is a racist piece of shit bill anyway, because let's face it, guys, the future is not about division. It's about unity. So if we try to fucking do more division... By creating institutions that, like, only allow certain races to be part of. Fuck it. That's bullshit. And it's not racist for me to oppose it. It's racist for you to actually endorse it. Because the indigenous voice is a unique one, blah, blah, blah. Every fucking voice is unique. This has nothing to do with race, but everything to do with fucking culture. Right? And, uh, there's some of those cultural sort of aspects that we don't want to touch on. Um... Because they're, they're dark, they're sinister. So uh, we just sort of let it go and just fork out a lot of money and hope it goes away. That's the taxpayer's job to do. That seems like a very fucking um, 
convoluted and uh, sort of encrypted little message I sent there. But those of you in fucking know, you know, whatever the fuck. It is what it is. Guys, this is Australia. It's a piece of shit country anyway. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. Or we won't. Whatever. Anyway, let's fucking move on to some music, guys. That's more than enough fucking waffling, isn't it? Holy crap. It's a Tuesday fucking morning and it's... Yeah, well, it's not really morning. It's afternoon. It's definitely afternoon. That's why I'm having a drink. Let's go down to some fucking music, guys. This is, after all, um, a music podcast of sorts. And speaking of which, um, Liam will be back from his stint or whatever uh, later this week. So hopefully we'll get together and, and uh, figure out some stuff. I do have some sketches and shit like that. And I do want to show you the sketches. That's the spirit of the podcast, right? All the jamming sort of stuff. It's a jamming podcast. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, but it'd be nice to show you a little bit of evolution as well. So um, if we do get some uh, rough sketches together that are a little bit more fleshed out than what we've already got, I'll try and show you a little bit of a chronology next episode, maybe. We'll see what happens. I haven't talked to Liam all week. He's been uh, busy, so we'll see what happens there. But Let's go on to new music that uh, real artists have actually released and I listen to and want to talk to you guys about. Let's move on. Here we go. Here we go. There's a few fucking this week. Um, <coughs> I did go on a bit of a tear and I'm not going to talk about all of them because some of them aren't worth talking about. And the ones that I am going to talk about, I don't even know if they really, uh, really should be, uh, you know, noteworthy. But here we go. Anyway. I checked out an album by a band called Black Bear. And I checked out this album because uh, they seemed a bit like a pop punky sort of band. There were some guest artists uh, peppered throughout. Um, I'm not really too sure who they were. I'm pretty sure Machine Gun Kelly was on one of the tracks. Let me check out the fucking album again. I mean, I'm, yeah, God, I should have all this stuff ready for me when I do this. Um, but I didn't. So Black Bear, the, the album's called In Loving Memory. Uh, who have we got? Bert McCracken joins him on a song. Um, there's a song called Go Fuck Yourself uh, with Machine Gun Kelly. I remember that that, that, that song because there's a bit of a rap verse in there. And uh, a guy named Jordan Pundick. Okay. From Newfound Glory. And that Bert McCracken guy, you know, Phil McCracken, he's his brother, Bert. Uh, is from a band called The Used, which we all know, um, and Bayside are in another fucking song as well. So it looks like these guys have earned the respect of some um, industry heavyweights. Um, and from listening to this album, I really have no idea why. It's a poppy, punky kind of album. But I got to tell you, like as much as I love vocals being like really part of the narrative of the song, if you know what I mean? Like really driving some attention or whatever. And that happens in this album. But fuck, it's juvenile. Like, I don't know. That That's probably the, that's what it says on my notes right here. And it does sum it up to me, is that this whole album is fucking juvenile to me. Um, the lyrics are basic. The, um, the rhyming structures and the rhythmic structures of the vocals and stuff like that are just fucking amateur, like, first time writing a song sort of shit, I guess. And I can't talk because I'm not a singer. So 
you know, that might just be the best that he came up with and it might actually be very good. But it, it, to me, it, it seemed like I'd heard those structures before. In fact, I'd heard them in multiple songs from the same album. That album being In Loving Memory by Black Bear. So I don't know. I don't know how the fuck um, Machine Gun Kelly got involved with this album or whatever. There must be some fucking behind the scenes industry magic. Like this label assigned these guys and they're pulling strings to get this, these guest appearances or whatever. Maybe. Maybe it's an inside label deal or something like that because I can't see it actually happening through pure talent and recognition alone. If you know what I mean. I don't know. Check it out for yourselves and see if I'm right or not. It's called In Loving Memory by Black Bear. And to me, it's got that pop punky thing um, with none of the rawness and edge. You know, it's about as edgy as a fucking sponge. Um, but it's got the new school sort of uh, bent to it where, you, you know, there's the occasional trap beat. And, uh, you know, you can hear some 808 sort of sampling stuff going on there. You know, uh, all of a sudden that's trending anew now. Ah, oh, we get it. Cool. Uh, Black Bear, whatever. Check out that album. It's kind of pop punky. If this is the evolution of punk, pop punk, um, lean more into the punk in the future, guys. Fucking hell. Not the pop. Not the pop. Pop punk was still different to pop music. Those lines are getting fucking blurred with bands like this, but uh, it is what it is. Um, what album did I actually enjoy this week? Oh, I enjoyed this one, guys. Uh, it's called Hidden Youth uh, by a band called Surfaces. And uh, I'd never heard of these guys before. Um, they're a bit of an indie, psychedelic -y kind of rock band, I would say. Maybe. Maybe you could put it like that. But this is just one of those fine fucking fun albums. There is some... Cool little, uh, cool moments throughout the whole thing. Some just beautiful vibes, good vibes. Like th this whole album sits in a nice, neat, backgroundy kind of pocket without being too background Muzak sort of style. You know what I mean? Maybe not. I don't know. I know what I mean. Or, or do I? I don't really know what I fucking mean. But um, <laughs> Hidden Youth, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's a fine, <laughs> a fine album. Surfaces, they're, they're a band that I would check out because the vocals are doing some cool stuff. There's some nice things going on. I did enjoy it and I had fun, but nothing really stood out to me. And sometimes when something doesn't really pop out, it's a, a good thing because when those things happen, usually there's other parts that piss me off or, be, or like, you know, just make me go, ugh, what the hell? But when something's just kind of, I don't want to say bland, but when something's kind of just hits its pocket and stays in its pocket the entire time, start to finish, I get a respect for that because it is what it is. And I like it. So check it out for yourselves, guys. So Hidden Youth is the name of the album by a band called Surfaces. Uh, where are these guys from? Should we try and find out some more about Surfaces? Yeah, why not? We might as well. I'm sitting here with a fucking phone in my hand. Um, you know, if this podcast takes off, a little bit better in the future, I might have a producer to be able to bring up this shit for me and be able to yell at him like poor Jamie on the JRE. Uh, but no. So Surfaces, it's an American music group uh, based from College Station, Texas. That's a name? That's a name of a town? College Station? Okay. All right. It's currently consists of vocalist guitarist Forrest Frank. See, that's 
that's a superhero name. Forrest Frank? That's sick. Holy crap. Say hi to Donnie Darko for me. Um, and some other, it's a blend of jazz, soul, pop, hip-hop, reggae, and calypso is what they say on this Wikipedia here. None of which I really heard in this new album. I did not hear calypso or soul or hip-hop or reggae or no jazz at all. Um, okay. I was completely wrong. As far as I'm concerned now, they might have made an evolution um, from that kind of sound into a little bit of an indie psychedelic rock thing. Uh, I don't know. The psychedelic rock thing's really taken off these days, like especially here in Australia, like because of bands like Tame Impala. And um, what's that new band that's out of um, out of Perth? Spacey Jane, very similar style as well. They're out, those guys are actually pretty cool as well. I might reach out to them, see if they want to come on this pod at some point. Um, and they, they probably would come on the pod uh, unless they've heard any episode in the past. Then that might fuck me. And they'll realize they shouldn't be on this podcast, which is understandable. I get it. I get it. But so surfaces, if this album is an, is, is an evolution from Calypso pop reggae hip hop, um, then fucking good on it. That's sick. Check it out for yourselves. Anyway, what have we got next? What have we got next, guys? Um, uh, yeah, I'll put them in this order. This, this is fine because, you know, you, you know me, guys. I, every now and then, I like to really check out some things that are real fringy. Not a lot of plays on, on Spotify, um, but in that prog sort of realm. And, you know, prog, we did, we did a bit last week talking about fucking... Um, Russian Circles, what an album, that was sick. If you haven't checked that one out, fucking check out Gnosis with a G in front. A silent G, I hope, because I don't know how to pronounce a G followed immediately by an N. I don't know how to do it. Um, so Gnosis by Russian Circles, that was fucking awesome. But this week I checked out an album, and it was a wild one. I had so much fun listening to this album, but I don't know if I can really recommend it um, for its like musicality and stuff like that, because this is a weird one. Um, a, there's, there's no actual band name for this. It's by a dude named John Shirley and uh, Jerry King. Not to be confused with the guitar god Kerry King. Um, Jerry King. All J's. Jerry King and John Shirley. Uh, they released an album called um, Escape from Gravity. Now, these guys collaborate with heaps of people. So I think they're the two main artists on the album. Sort of. I guess one of them's doing the vocals, and we'll get to that because I don't really want to call them vocals. Um, but also, uh, the other guy might be doing all the guitar stuff. Uh, and everyone else that's involved is doing all other sorts of stuff, which it's hard to sort of pick what's, what's going on. And I'm trying to fucking find this album now again on Spotify because it's got such fucking limited plays. Very hard to find. Who should I find? I'll search for this dude here. Fucking John Shirley. John Shirley. That's a boy's name and a woman's name put together, isn't it? Yeah? No? (laughs) Ah, fuck it. I can't even find it. Anyway, the album's called Escape from Gravity. John Shirley and um, Jerry King uh, featuring a million other people as well at various points. But I, um, I don't know. I had a wild ride listening to this album. You guys might recall 
uh, in episodes past, a month or so ago, we talked about a new Nick Cave album, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And it was like just a completely shithouse spoken word album where it was just like ethereal kind of pads going on in the background um, with some try-hard, deep and meaningful spoken word over the top. Uh, this is a spoken word album as well, but it's set not over ethereal bullshit pads. There's actually some prog rock in the background. It's actually kind of a wild mix. Never really heard anything like it. It's very bombastic in that sense, right? So not only is <laughs> prog rock and some kind of cool rhythms cool guitar riffs and stuff like that and the, the 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 spoken word is done in a way that's actually entertaining it's more like announcement style it's announcing things and it's got melody to it and it's kind of cool and in its own weird charm you know what i mean it's charming in its own way um but also there's rock and fucking harmonica solos every now and then who would have thought i thought the harmonica was like a dead instrument that no one wanted to hear anymore um, outside of a bluegrass context. Um, but some bands have done it effectively, you know, in sort of modern contexts. Um, first thing that comes to mind is Fat Freddy's Drop. Um, they've done some harmonica solos over some of their sort of um, reggae dub sort of shit, and it really fucking worked. It was kind of bloody cool. Uh, these guys have done harmonica solos over some prog rock, and it kind of shreds. I kind of prefer it over a guitar solo. I don't know. There's a weird tone to it. Fucking, it, it kind of works. So I don't know. I'd love to know what you guys think of this album. It's called Escape from Gravity by John Shirley and Jerry King. Um, give them some spins on Spotify, guys. Um, every song they've ever released in their fucking however many year career has less than a thousand spins. So, I mean, bless them for continuing to try and throw new shit out there. But this one's actually pretty cool. I didn't really hate it. Didn't really hate it. I didn't really get it. I didn't get it. But I had a great time listening to it. And it kind of made me smile and laugh at points and just like, fucking what's going on here? And I love music that does that. Confuses me. Surprises me. Surprise is a key element of music. Especially to musicians, guys. Especially to musicians. I know a lot of people out there, they just, they just want to hear something that's somewhat familiar but like a kind of a new twist on it and nothing too shocking about it. But I like getting shocked every now and then. This one shocked me. Check it out. It's cool, but the big album of the week. Um, and we've talked about the singles when they were released. Uh, from Muse, the album's called Will of the People, and it's finally completely dropped. And if I recall back um, to our chats about it, when um, the first, like I think it was like three or four tracks dropped, a month or so ago, uh, I was picking up on a very political bent, you know, the will of the people. There was all this other sorts of things, you know, we are fucked. Uh, it's the great reset that's been mentioned on the lyrics. So I was like, ah, don't really like that. But all that aside, we fucking know Muse and we know they're pros and they've got some great shit. They've got some great shit to do. They got some amazing riffs, great rhythms, cool pockets. The vocals, although they seem like a bit of a ripoff of Radiohead, they are definitely now their own thing. Um, so Fucko from Muse has definitely sort of chiseled out his own niche vocal style, right? Because there's no way you could accuse him of sounding like Radiohead these days, right? He's growing from that stuff. 
Um, and in fact, there's some weird parts of this album. There's a song on it. I forget what it's fucking called. But it's like they're trying to um, wade into the waters of a Queen-style sound, right? So there's a few tracks on this album that made me think, holy shit, he's trying to Queen the fuck out of this. Like, nice piano parts over the top with some vocal harmonies and very um, Freddie Mercury-style melodies in his vocal. And that's cool. That's cool. I mean, let's face it. Freddie Mercury ain't releasing a new album anytime soon. Someone's got to fucking take those reins and fill that void in the musical landscape. And it looks like Muse is leaning into it a little bit. That's what I felt from it. I don't know. You guys listen to the album and just tell me how fucking wrong I am. Or, you know, maybe I'm a little bit right with this one. But there's a few tracks that were a bit queeny to me. A little bit queeny. And that's a fucking good thing. It's a very good thing. But it's not riffy prog thing. Although Queen were always a fucking prog band, right? Can we, can we agree on that? Like Bohemian Rhapsody is a fucking progressive rock song. Yeah? Definitely is. 100%. Um, I don't think there's any dispute about that. Uh, so when they lean in Queenie, the way prog rock is now with a bit more riffy, a bit more fucking uh, drum groovy or whatever. Um, yeah. When they lean into the Queen, they don't lean into the proggy side of Queen, I guess. And when they do their other songs, they're a bit more just rocky, musy, something like that. I don't know. I think I'm a bit lost in my fucking thoughts on this one. I started off trying to make a distinction between Queen and prog rock and realized that was a stupid thing to do. Fuck. Sorry, guys. Things get off the rails sometimes here. But all right, whatever. That's the fucking podcast for the day, guys. We'll leave it at that. Whatever. That's a bunch of albums to check out. You got In Loving Memory by Black Bear, uh, Pop Rocky, Punk Rocky, whatever. Fuck, you got Hidden Youth, this indie psyche, whatever. You got that weird spoken word bullshit called Escape from Gravity. And you got the new Muse album to check out. Please check them out. They're pretty fucking cool albums and they're all over the shop. They're all different. You might hate some, you might like the others, but either way, you'll fucking know. You'll know what they sound like. And that's a. That's a win regardless. And as always, I'm going to leave you with a song today. And I am well aware that it is uh, the end of August. And usually um, for the last pop podcast of the month, uh, of the month, sorry, that we have been doing lately, is that I would, um, I would talk about some albums that were released 30 years in the past, right? So 1992, August, what albums were released? We talk about them, trying to get into this nostalgia loop. And I was going to do that today. Checked out the albums. There's a bunch. You know, Kylie Minogue bought out her first Greatest Hits album in 1992. Wow. I can't believe she had that many hits prior. Uh, what else? Powderfinger released their first EP. Powderfinger are fucking sick. But guess what? You go on Spotify, you can't find that EP anymore. Don't know what was on it, so I can't really talk about it too much. But there was some tragic news this week, guys. Um, I know last week we lost Australian uh, singing royalty in uh, Olivia Newton-John. And this week we had a big fucking scare and we, we nearly, I don't know if we nearly lost, but there were some serious uh, health concerns about the great Johnny Farnham, The Voice. 
Australian vocal royalty, music royalty, just personality royalty, if you really want to take it all that way. But um, John Farnham, the voice, fucking try and understand it. Uh, he was rushed into some cancer surgery uh, last week, and um, hopefully everything's doing well. We haven't heard back as far as his recovery goes yet. Um, but this guy's a legend. He's one of the greatest singers that um, not only this country has ever produced, but that's kind of ever been. Because um, I hate sort of saying things that's, oh, he's really good for Australia. I don't like those fucking conditions, you know? It's a global community here, guys. Um, but either way, it's a bit of a tragedy. So I thought I'd leave this podcast with one of his songs from not 30 years ago, but 32 years ago. Close enough, in the same way Shaquille O'Neal is close enough to an Aboriginal. 1990 is close enough to 92. In fact, way fucking closer. Right? Hey? Yeah? Anyway. Enjoy this song, guys. Um, this is just as a tribute to fucking John Farnham, really. And, you know, the nostalgia loop thing is a bit of an excuse. Whatever. Um, this is the Jam Room Podcast. Remember, reach out with your suggestions and your comments and all that bullshit. My uh, contact details are in the description of this podcast. Fucking use them, guys. This song is called Burn For You from 1990. And, um, you know, I'm sure if... Uh, John Farnham could speak at this point in the podcast right now. Um, in this point in his life, he would say something along the lines that, you know, Burn For You is a great song, but, you know, if you're out there feeling like you're burning for someone, get, get it checked out. If you've got any burning feelings, get it checked out. It could be cancer, okay? Anyway, take care now. Bye-bye then. Got myself into some trouble tonight Guess I'm just feeling blue It's been so long since I've seen your face This distance between me and you That voice you showed me is not the one that I know I must be strung out on what I do Don't hang up again There's nothing else I know how to do But I burn for you What am I gonna do? You should go see the doctor That's what you should do you. I guess it feels like you're always alone and I feel that Call way someone. too Gotta get some help it's so hard to explain to you Please understand what I do I burn for you uh, Honestly, you should, you should, you should get it checked out, please do? Just, just book that appointment, please burn for you Fucking burning? Sounds, that sounds serious. Took my trouble to a bar tonight. Oh. For another point oh, I guess it kind of works. You. But there's nothing new. I'm missing you. He doesn't sound like he's in a good spot. 
I know it's it's good motivation, but please go see somebody about that. You can write the song later. Just write it later. Do you want me to call the ambulance? I'll, I'm happy. I'll do it. What am I gonna do? Fucking, I've told you. Go see someone. Don't just hang out there on fire. Burning. He might be a lost cause, but for anyone else out there, this is what you do. You go to the doctor. You know, stop it. Fucking hell. I mean, it's very sweet, but, you know, make sure everything's okay before you write the song. <laughs> 